welcome you. Thank you for joining us. We're nearing the end now of the ordinary time, the liturgical year, with the solemnity of Christ the King, and then the start of Advent. And it's no surprise the Basilica has a lot to offer this time of year to parishioners and visitors alike. We are looking forward to hosting Handel's Messiah by the Buffalo Philharmonic Chorus on Sunday, November 26 at 7.30 p.m. We're also very excited about a new ministry here called Victorious Hearts, Volvi's Couple Ministry, which is an opportunity for engaged and married couples to come together to meet one another and to see how we can respond in any way possible to help them uh, grow in their spirituality and their lives together as husband and wife. And that'll begin on December 9th at 5.30 p.m. here in the Lower Basilica. And then on Sunday, December 10th at 7 p.m., we'll have our traditional lessons and carols with our excellent choir. And it's really a time to come together and kind of reflect and prepare for the joy of Christmas as we reflect through carols and liturgical lessons, scriptural lessons, uh, on the meaning of this blessed season. But perhaps what we're most excited for this season is a new exhibit coming to Our Lady of Victory, the St. John's Bible. This Bible is the first handwritten, hand-drawn Bible created in the last 500 years that took over 11 years to create. To kick off our celebration, we're welcoming the Reverend Dr. John Ross, Executive Director of the St. John's Bible Heritage Program, to the Basilica on December 3rd after the noon mass to discuss the Bible's story and to give our OLV community its first look at the exhibit. Today, we will welcome Dr. John Ross for a preview of his talk and to learn a little bit more about the St. John's Bible. So I'm joined today by the Reverend Dr. John Ross, Executive Director of the St. John's Bible Heritage Program at St. John's University in Collegeville, Minnesota. Before that, John served as the Senior Minister of the Wysada Community Church in Minnesota and the First Community Church in Ohio. John, thank you very much for being with us today. I'd like to... It's my uh, pleasure. Thank you. I'd just like to begin, um, for those who may not understand uh, the St. John's Bible, can you explain it in your own terms to our audience? So the St. John's Bible is the first handwritten, hand-illuminated, monumental Bible to be commissioned by a Benedictine abbey in over 500 years, or essentially since the invention of the printing press. Um, we're really specific about the fact that it is commissioned by a Benedictine abbey for two reasons. Number one, because it's not the only handwritten Bible in the last 500 years. You know, who knows? Lots of different people have, have done that for lots of different reasons. I wouldn't say a lot, but some other people have done it for different reasons. Uh, but the other reason we specify that it's from a Benedictine Abbey is because that was a long tradition uh, among the Benedictines to commission artists to handwrite and hand illuminate Bibles. But it was a lost art form after the invention of the printing press. It is amazing. Um, I, uh, I'm in awe when I look at it and I see the beautiful calligraphy and when you hear about the symbolism behind the artistry, uh, it's just really, uh, it, it really draws you in. And I'm, I'm so excited that our people here uh, in Western New York are going to be able to come and experience it firsthand. I'm curious as to what was your first interaction uh, with the Bible? What was it like? I was traveling with a, a group of people from Minnesota in Phoenix 
during the chilly months of winter, we would often gather some members out together uh, in the desert uh, for a little break from the cold and snow. And in that visit, we went to the Phoenix Art Museum where some of the original pages from the manuscript were on exhibit. And we had a, you know, a couple hours walking around the exhibit, seeing many of the first and original pages that were created. And I met uh, a gentleman named Father Eric Hollis at the time, who was a member of the monastic community at St. John's Abbey. And when my wife and I walked out of the building, I remember saying to her that what we had just seen, I thought, was the most remarkable collaboration between the human spirit and the Holy Spirit, mm. which is to say, like, this thing could not have been done by the human spirit and the human endeavor to do big things all by itself. And it couldn't have been done only by the Holy Spirit either. It was a collaboration of the two that produced this remarkable thing. Little did I know that uh, a few years later, my church, Wyzetta, would be the recipient of a heritage edition. And then uh, a few years after that, I would end up uh, making this my full-time uh, ministry in the world now. But at, at that moment and in that first exposure to it, I, I just was in awe. You're right. It's about everything we do as church, no matter what our faith tradition is. You know, it's the human with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That interaction is so powerful when we truly believe and open ourselves to it. And and I believe you're exactly right. The St. John's Bible is that um, that beautiful collaboration uh, and inspiration for us. I guess I'd ask you now is uh, how have you seen it affect viewers? What's your been your experience now that you've been sharing it and and speaking about it? And I know you do that quite extensively. Well, it the um, the important thing to remember is that this has found a, a home in many different kinds of settings, many different contexts, from you know a, a more expected or traditional setting like in a Catholic uh, church uh, or in a Catholic school, but it is also found. Uh, meaning and and a home in places like museums and libraries, retreat centers. Um, the early adopters of this uh, project were universities all across the country. Um, and so the experience that people have and that I've witnessed largely depends on the context itself, but the universal um, experience that, that I witness in people is just pure wonder. Like, how did they do this? Mm -hmm. Like, what was the, you know, the, not just the impetus, but the full experience of this thing that took, you know, more than 11 years to, to create the original manuscript. Um, it was a, an interesting mix of people that created the original manuscript. Um, you know, calligraphers and scribes, there were seven in total, writing simultaneously for 11 years. Uh, and then there were seven artists that each represented a different sort of stylistic approach to the art. Um, some were people of faith and some, some of them were not, um, but they were all guided by um, a group called the Committee on Illumination and Text which was a collection of scholars, theologians, and artists associated with St. John's who gave briefs and commentary on the text that they chose for illumination for the artist to work from. 
It's that's awesome in and of itself when you think about all of those people collaborating together, bringing that vision about, and then executing it in such a powerful, powerful way. Again, you just kind of see the very hand of God working through all of these individuals. And as you say, people of faith, people are not. God uses everyone, right? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and it becomes even more complicated at a real granular level when you realize that the people who were uh, theologically creating this uh, this work of art were were working with people all the way across the Atlantic Ocean in Wales because it was principally created in the scriptorium of Donald Jackson in Wales. So the back and forth, especially in the early 2000s, long before we had some of the technology that we enjoy today, it was a massive logistical undertaking to pull this thing off. Never mind the the spiritual dimensions of all the artistic and logistical considerations were were uh, just endless. Absolutely amazing. And so excited that we uh, can bring it here and that you're coming here on December 3rd uh, to actually present uh, to our OLV community and all of our friends and guests that come on that Sunday from, uh, I believe, 1 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon on December 3rd. So I was kind of hoping that maybe you could kind of give us a little um, preview of what they might hear from you when you kick off the exhibit here with us at OLV. Yeah, well, I, what I hope to do is is to help people see why something like this matters for such a time as this. In other words, how can the recreative uh, effort uh, from a medieval art form matter to us today in this modern age? So I, I will certainly cover uh, the process that that was behind the creation of the original manuscript. I'll speak to the equally impressive process that was behind the production of the Heritage Edition, which is the the tool by which we can share the full text with the world. But then what I really hope to get to is, you know, why does it matter today? You know, post-COVID, um, you know, some people would say post-Christendom in America. I wouldn't go that far. But we've all seen the decline in engagement in religious communities. Um, why? So why does this matter, and how could this serve us in in getting people um, to be to be grounded in a on a daily basis in the Holy Word of Scripture? Um, how could this speak to our world today? So it'll be a little bit of sort of background and history and the creative process. But then I'm always a big fan of asking the question, okay, why does it matter? Like, who cares? I love that. And that is so critical, as you as you said. In the world today where people are really taking God out of the equation, where people are becoming more and more disaffiliated, we need to make those connections. And I think this is going to be a wonderful vehicle, a wonderful experience uh, for you to challenge everyone uh, just to think about what, how does it matter? What difference does it make? And I think when people start to reflect on that and actually have time to, to gaze upon it and to, to just kind of take it in, you never know what the Holy Spirit's going to do, and you don't know how people are going to be called forward, and maybe something's going to trigger in their mind, yes, you know, I, I need this Word, I need the Word of God, I need to, to kind of come back and experience however that might be in their own personal lives. So we're grateful for that well, that's connection. The, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's right. Father David, it's not also only about um, 
the ways that this might draw those who have drifted away from the church, you know, back into an, a personal and communal experience of Scripture. It also, you know, sends a message to the broader context, especially to those people who use their religion as a source of division and even violence against other people. And we see that in everyday news stories and reports when this work is actually bringing people together across their religious differences. And I'll speak to that next Sunday. How, how is it that this brings people together across difference, um, even, you know, fully religious differences, um, you know, in a time when so much of the world is being divided? Right on. And thank you, because that's uh, what we need more than ever. We need to bring people together, and we need to stop the division and the hatred and the prejudice and all the things that we see in the world today. And, you know, through again, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, if we come together as we are going to with you and uh, during this beautiful season of Advent Christmas, it's a good reminder for us to ground ourselves once again in our faith, whatever that may be, and to know that there's that one God who's watching over all of us and how beautiful that we can experience that through the Bible and through his word and the promise that he gives to all of us. Um, and no matter who you are, you know, no matter what you are, lay, single, married, whatever, uh, priest, religious, uh, whatever faith dimension, it's always it's important to remember that faith uh, can change everything. So I'm really excited to come and, and bring, uh, you know, uh, this, this experience because it speaks to pilgrims. Um, if people are coming to you among the people that are coming to you are pilgrims, you know, in search of something and looking for something, this will be a unique draw for them because of its uniqueness in the world. And we're seeing this in other places far and wide. We just returned from an eight day tour across England and we are one of the places that it's going to, um, eventually is St. David's cathedral on the far West coast of Wales. And it's a place of pilgrimage. Durham Cathedral in the north of England is another place it's going to. Again, because it's a place of pilgrimage, I hope that it brings that sort of draw for the people, not only right there in your neighborhood, uh, but also for people around the world, because that is our, our field of play, so to speak. That is our, our mission field is, is the whole world. So I look forward to, to being there and to witnessing what God's doing to you guys. Oh, thank you, because we do— um get about 40,000 visitors every year. They come from all over uh, 16 countries. We've logged in uh, every state in the United States. Uh, we get a lot of our uh, Canadian neighbors come down from Toronto and Ontario and Mississauga and then our neighboring states. But on any given Sunday, any given weekday, a bus can show up of pilgrims and they come in and they're absolutely in awe of what uh, the shrine represents, but the architecture uh, it's a place of welcome, and that's our tagline for our centennial experience, which this is very much a part of, is that all are welcome, and we want people to know that. But we especially want you, John, to know that you are most welcome here. We cannot wait to meet you in person, and we look forward to your experience with us and our experience with you. Thank you so much for being with us today, and uh, bless you in your travels and in your good work and in your great ministry. Have a great, great day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Father David. I appreciate our time together. I look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Okay, thank you. My friends, I'm very excited about this Advent season here at Our Lady of Victory Basilica, and I believe that the St. John's Bible will truly illuminate our hearts 
and our lives of faith as you will be inspired by this personal experience encountering the Word of God and bringing us all together as a community of faith. For more information on viewing and upcoming events, head to the olvbasilica.org Bible to learn more about the St. John's Bible and your opportunity to come and visit and view this extraordinary exhibit. With that being said, I offer a special prayer of gratitude to all of our listeners, and I pray that this holy season of Advent and then the Christmas season will be filled with great anticipation and great joy. Today, our world more than ever needs to come together to enjoy the peace, the unity, the joy, and the love of our God, incarnate in his Son, Jesus Christ. And may Almighty God bless you this Advent season that you may continue now to grow in faith, hope, and love in service of God and of neighbor. And we ask God's blessing upon you now in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. Father Baker, pray for us. Thank you all. God bless you.